0: Welcome to House Rich, the first time home by show where we help molinos figure out where do I get started in real estate and how to build generation wealth. today we have a special guest. We have Nick Duchet, the co-founder of Legacy Home Loans, the nation's largest um black-led lending company. And so they actually launched a program. I don't know if it's new, but it's new to me where they have it's, it's targeted for exclusively black borrowers. So we're going to talk about how that loan works. It's a 1% down loan. We're going to talk about founding a company, the goals of the loan, and then we're going to go into the details of the, the loan program as well. And so my first, I'm going to talk, start with talking about uh, Nip Cause like I tell you guys, in my opinion, the most important thing with getting a loan is actually the person you're dealing with, not necessarily the company, but when you have that match of a good person, good company, good program, that's when the magic happens. So, we're going to get into Nick's background a little bit, and then we're going to get into the details, which may be uh, why you came. But uh, you're going to have to. There's going to be a little foreplay before that. So, <laughs> so pre- appreciate you, appreciate you uh, joining me. So, could you tell me, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, and then we'll kind of get into some more some more details about the the company and founding the company.
1: Of course, brother. Well, Dave, again, thank you again, man. I appreciate you connecting with me on Instagram. I actually liked. Uh, your uh, you know, the face that you made when you looked at the legacy home loan, you were like, hmm. Oh, yeah, thought <laughs> that photo was pretty cool, man. Oh, uh, so you know, I'm born and raised in LA. Um, I've been married for twelve years. I have three beautiful kids: uh, Alexis, Jan, and my son, who's one. Uh, Nicholas is second. Um, I've been in the mortgage business for uh, about twelve years, and um, I had a phenomenal career. Uh, throughout my career, I was a top one percent mortgage banker in the country. I think uh, for multiple years, so every publication, uh, Scotsman's Guide, More Magazine, NAMBA, all recognize my service to my community. Um, I think the differential for me was, uh, so I'm in LA. All
0: right.
1: And in LA, uh, African-Americans, less than 20% of Black people are homeowners. So you've got 80% renters, 20% actual homeowners. Mm -hmm. And in my career, um, I've helped over 1,100 Black families, I funded over $585 million in home loan production. So it's okay. so a very high scale activity. Uh, but I did it by building a career of service. Okay. And so I was the kind of person who was over the kitchen counter uh, talking about, you know, how your life goes and your wealth goes fit in line to home ownership to build well. Okay. Um, and so I really kind of built a community that then allowed me to scale through referrals. Uh, friends and family is how I kind of got the business background. And so uh, fast forward. In 2018 or so, my partner now uh, Ben Slayton, he had founded a company, Legacy Home Legacy Home Loans, and when he went to Google, because you're learning about Ben, he's been in, in the game for almost 56 years. Okay, wow. And uh, he was a, the first black realtor in America in 1964. So Ben'll be 80 next year, and so Ben was looking for a partner who can who can help him propel his vision to build this company. And when he went to Google, he Googled, uh, you know, um, you know, black mortgage banker on Google images and my face popped up and right. he, uh, found me four years ago. And so he became a mentor uh, for, for me. And uh, I think the connection for Ben and I was, I was already doing this work locally. Uh, ben gave me a platform to scale the impact. And so it was very much so um, connected to he and I, and uh, we've been running tight ever since.
0: Oh, awesome. So how, how do you actually like how does one found a mortgage company like to, to begin with? Like, how does, how does that even work?
1: Yeah, good question. So to build a, a mortgage bank uh, today requires two point five million dollars. Uh, usually that's the actual number uh, to build the capital injection for compliance. Uh, ben happened to be uh, um, on a board of, a, of another organization. And uh, in 2016 or so, uh, that company was getting purchased by a private equity firm that was focused on um, emerging markets, which defines basically black and brown you know, people who are mm. tomorrow's homeowners. And uh, Ben being on the board, uh, Ben said, well, you know what? I want to build a company that services the black community. You know, this, this closing the gap issue is a big issue. And he wanted to focus on the people who needed it the most, which was okay. his people. And so he was able to get the board to approve uh, the capital to build the organization. And that's how we founded the organization.
0: Okay, awesome. And um, you t- just talk to me about like, so you talked a little bit about the company and the, and the purpose. Kind of what, um, kind of what are some of like the, um, for lack of a better term, like what's kind of like the, the mission of the company? Is it is to help? I know increase home ownership amongst everyone. Is it targeted for African Americans? So kind of what's like the the mission sure. statement for the for the company? Sure.
1: So um, if you guys, anybody who hears this, if you Google right now, if you go to Google and enter in the road to zero wealth. Um, it's a publication. Uh, In September of 2017, uh, there was a report that was published by a think tank in D.C. that looked at the racial wealth divide in this country. And their findings suggest that if the racial wealth divide continues, by 2053, the average Black family will have negative to zero wealth. By 2053. Now, to give you some context in that, If you look at 1968 before fair housing, uh, the average black family um, had about $7,000. But if you factor for inflation, that's about $50,000 of buying power. The average black family before fair housing. Today is $24,000. So Dave, imagine 50 years ago was 50. Today is 24. and 30 years, it will be zero.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We're going backwards. Yeah, yeah. And so Ben's commitment was we can't create a world and do nothing about solving that problem. And so Ben's mission was to empower the black community um, to empower themselves um, to find a mortgage company. We know in this country, uh, the majority of wealth is in the equity in people's homes. As a matter of fact, uh, 62% of wealth, middle-class Americans lives in the equity in their property, Uh which means that homeownership is greater than your savings, your 401k mutual fund stocks and bonds combined. And for the average black family, for every dollar that they have of wealth, 70 cents is in the equity in their home. And so home ownership is a a true vehicle to build wealth in this country. And uh, he wanted to focus on that problem. And so our mission is to solve that problem, to empower the community, um, to to help create an atmosphere whereby uh, an African-American can come to Legacy Home Loans without bias in underwriting, Uh, you know, to have an actual team. I know you were, you've been in an underwriting yourself. We know that appraisal bias still exists today, but you have people armed with the skill set to be able to evaluate appraisers to make sure they're not being properly misused for a black homeowner. Uh And so imagine the company that not only empowers the community has the resources to do it and then creates an operation system, which you being an ops guy can probably appreciate (laughs) uh, has the ability to create a risk team that understands a black experience. Okay. We built that at legacy home loans. And so our goal, Ben's goal, uh, fast forward is to create an organization as the first African American mortgage company to lend over a billion dollars to our community every single year by the year 2020, uh, by next year.
0: Okay. Awesome. And just, just, for a point of reference, um, I don't know if you can answer this question, like roughly like how many, how many loans would, would that be? Is that?
1: Oh, that's a good. that's a good question. Um, if the average loan size is, say, three fifty, that's probably about uh, 3,500 transactions. Okay. To give you context. Uh, for us, the next five years is to create 10,000 Black homeowners.
0: Oh, okay, okay, awesome, thank you. And um, you touched on it a little bit, but can you talk about appraisal bias? Because some folks will say, a house is a house. Like, why would it matter if a Black person, a white person is there? Or like, what would that even matter? You can you talk about appraisal bias a little bit, please?
1: Absolutely, you know, um. I'll give you an example to give you some context. So we have a branch in Hartford, Connecticut. All right. And this is actually real time, so I can talk to this because it's actually new. And there was um, uh, a client who was in contract for three seventy five, And this appraisal came in for, I think, like three and a quarter. Somewhere in that ballpark so it was a 50-grand gap. Uh, so my branch manager, uh, Chris Francis, who actually leads our team out in Hartford, Connecticut, he was able to look at that appraisal. And what he realized was uh, not only did the appraiser use comps that was over a year ago when they had recent comparable sales happen in the last 90 days, Uh Um, he didn't properly account for the actual lot size. And so uh, in this example, what he experienced was that the appraiser did not take the time to do the due diligence to give a fair assessment of the value. Could that be some, you know, uh, racial subconscious bias that exists where the appraiser, could it be because he has so many pr- appraisals to do that just happens to be the one that he messed up on? It's true, but it happens too often for our community.
0: Yeah, most most, most definitely, definitely, thank you. All right, and so um, want to jump into to the program, closing closing the gap. So um, one, is that program, is it new or is it just like new to me and a lot of folks heard about the program this week? Because I think a lot of times folks like, Well, I guess I'll let you answer the question and I'll I'll add commentary later.
1: Absolutely. So uh, SPCP, which is a specialized credit purpose program, has has been a law since 1968. This is 50 years old. Um, When we passed the Fair Housing Act in 68, um, the letter of the law stated that if there was a mortgage company or a financial institution uh, that wanted to create access to credit to a class, this is the the definition, according to for housing, ECOA and to B, um, that have been historically mistreated, um, unbiased uh, to lending practices and fairness to opportunities to actually own assets. The lender is empowered to be able to create tools like an SPCP loan program to help solve that problem for mistreated people. The challenge is that uh, for 50 years, there's not been um, a real push in order to use this as a tool to empower people to solve the problem. And so what we've noticed is um, when Biden uh, became president, one of the things that he did, which was a bit historic, was um, FHFA, that basically kind of oversees regulations for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and for HUD, uh, he basically uh, basically signed an actual order to get rid of the FHFA head at that time and replace them with a woman named Sandra Thompson. And Sandra Thompson is our current FHFA director. And she's a person of the community, Brother Dave, and she's been um, committed to really urging Fannie, Freddie to do everything that they can within their disposal. Use every tool that you possibly can to solve the problem. And so that's why it's become uh, a much more uh, often discussion today. So in September of last year, Fannie and Freddie wrote an opinion That SPCP should be an actual program that could be used to help solve the problem. Uh, Just so happens, Legacy Home Loans happens to be the first mortgage company. These are not my words, by the way. I'm going to give you some context here. Um, uh, A political insider of ours uh, said, look, FHFA, um, Fannie Freddie, Jenny, May, they wrote the opinion that a mortgage company can do this, but it takes a company bold enough Uh to do it. Yeah. You must first walk through that door, and we decided to be the first to say Black people, you know, not community census track."
0: Okay. Oh, okay, okay, awesome, awesome. And so um, you talk about some of, like, the, the guidelines. Like, what, what are kind of some of the, the basic guidelines as far as the, the program?
1: Good question. So uh, max DTI is uh, 50%. So somebody who makes, let's say, six grand a month gross, uh, $3,000 is their maximum debt-to-income ratio, 50%. Uh mid-FICO score requirement is 620. Okay. Uh, but it so happens that normally uh Dave, you being in the business, you might recognize this, but usually if a borrower has a 620 credit score or 680, they have a different interest rate based on their risk class. Yeah, yeah. They normally see that if somebody has a lower credit score, they have a lot, they have a higher propensity to miss a payment. Well, our research found out that person with a 680 FICO score and 620 have the same on-time payments
0: oh so okay we,
1: wow so we removed those loan level price adjustments so the person with a 620 gets the same credit gets the same rate as a borrower
0: 680 which okay. is uh, which is a big deal um yeah i'm uh, sorry to cut you yeah. off but for you guys that don't realize so typically like your your credit score is in Patrick, like every 20 points So somebody with a 620 640 660 680 like they all have different different credit scores so yeah that's that's major and i didn't realize that there was. Kind of the same level of financial responsibility for both. both yes yeah, it is.
1: Uh, I and mean, then the biggest component is um, uh, the loan program requires a one percent down payment. Okay. One percent down payment. so it's a true one percent down payment. Um, another big component too, and, and uh, with ours, I think two more that would kind of stand out is there are no income limits that, wow, Okay. which is huge. And so for us, you know if you think about uh, you know black communities 50 years ago, the doctor and the truck driver, they live in the same community.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know what I mean? And so what happens is normally your income kind of goes up. You tend to kind of leave that community, which you're from. Uh, and so we basically, you know, have allowed an individual who lives in six cities that we've, uh, you know, defined as more than a 51% or more black population that we want to be able to um, provide them the ability to live in that community or they they can live anywhere in the country. So if you are currently renting, let's say in Atlanta, if you live there, but you want to but your job transfers you to Miami, you could use a program in Miami as long as you lived in that oh. community. And can, can you go over the, the those six cities? Uh, Correct. Place? Yes sir. Yep, uh, Chicago, Illinois, Atlanta, Memphis, Philadelphia, um Baltimore, and um I just lost a six one.
0: Okay, we'll I had to come up. We'll drop it in the in the uh, in the description. Um, and so okay, just to be clear, because I, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. I'm understand. sorry. Last
1: one too is uh Philadelphia,
0: Philly, Philly. Philly okay, the get uh, yeah, get yeah. old, old Philly. All right. Okay. And so just to be clear, so if I live in you say if I live in Philly and I want to purchase a home, like in uh Des Moines, Iowa, I get it doesn't
1: it doesn't matter as long as we're licensed, which we are in forty three states. You can use this program and go own anywhere in the country.
0: Oh wow! wow. okay. So that, that I think that was a a huge thing I missed when I read about the program. I thought you had to like. I thought it's like, hey, if I live in Iowa and I buy a home in Philly, it'll work. But no, if I live in Philly, wherever you guys are licensed, the whole the whole United States is available to me. That is correct. Oh, okay. Wow, that that's that's crazy. I did not I did not realize that at at all. Okay. Wow. Um. Um. And so I want, want to jump back to the to the credit part as well. Sure. And so I noticed, like when I was reading about the article, it talked about evaluating non-traditional credit, like uh, like auto insurance, uh, like rent payment and stuff like that. How, how, how does that work? Because you, you need the minimum credit score, but is the underwriter making like, the like what are they using the, the other credit stuff, stuff for? Yeah, that's
1: a good question. So to, so to that end, let's say if you have someone who has like a, a limited credit history, uh-huh. right? They might have maybe, maybe they, they don't have a, a credit card, day. Or maybe they have a who knows what. But let's say if, if you and I, you apply for a home loan, Dave, and if you had a FICO score of, let's say, 610, and you needed like 10 more points to jump, well, now you can use somebody's utility bill or you could use someone's uh, on-time rent history, and you could actually use that to boost the credit score over oh,
0: 620. Oh, wow. So technically you, you don't need the 620. You need close and maybe some some extenuating circumstances. Or Correct. Something.
1: We have to close the loan at the loan 620. So okay. you might... To that point's a phenomenal point. You might have a a 600 FICO score, but we might be able to help boost that score 20 points to get you over 620.
0: Okay, so if we
1: we can do that, you can qualify for the home loan.
0: So there's some formula or algorithm that says that hey, this person has a 610, but they they paid their car insurance for the last 12 months and somehow that's calculated and you get like, I don't know.
1: That is correct.
0: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Awesome. And then so for for the 1% down program, is it 1%? So I see sometimes their programs was like 1%. It's actually 3% down, but it's like 1% down and a 2% grant. Is it is it just straight 1% down? Is there any sort of like grant or any sort of lien on the property at all?
1: That That's a great question. Yes. Yeah, so what's happening is Legacy Home Loans is given the 2% to the borrower. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it is a true grant. It's not, okay. it's not, it's not every payable loan. You close that loan at a 97%. So it looks like from the borrower's side, the three percent down payment. Okay. They only, they only bring one. Legacy brings two.
0: Oh, okay. Of course, they start off with basically just like a conventional loan, ninety percent loan-to-value ratio. When yes, it's sir. when it's all said and um, done. Okay. When cool. I got a question, uh, sorry. And so, um, can you use this this loan on any any multifamily properties, or is it just like single-family homes?
1: Yeah, great question. So not as of today. So this is for uh, a primary residence a single family, or condominium. Okay, okay, thank you. But but to that end, though, I mean, Legacy Home Loans has uh, over 100 loan programs. We're the largest African-American mortgage company in the country. And, uh, you know, we have what we call the three tickets in the business. So we basically sell loans directly to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, USDA. There's 100 loan programs. And so there's a person who might not live in those six cities who would watch in this right now. But there's over a hundred programs that are available to help you become a homeowner. Oh,
0: okay, okay, Ro- Roger that. And so, so right now, I know the six cities are a trial program. Is there any? Do you have any idea like how long the trial period is going to be? Because I, I know I keep everyone's like, "Hey, we don't even get any love in New York." I keep getting like, "New York, New York, where y'all, when did are things coming to New York?" New York is like on you guys to to put something. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. I'm hearing it every single day today on uh, on Instagram. And so, and so, and so, this SPC program is for three years, Dave. Okay. And so the reality is that if we can, if we can prove that these six cities are making an impact, if we're creating homeowners and closing the gap in those six markets, we can then uh, scale it to other markets. Okay. So it starts in six. So if you and I are talking now, you have a big following, Dave. I know you're big time, oh. <laughs> right? And so you know, let's say this thing goes viral, and if you know there are people in those six markets that help us get to making an impact, we could then look at Miami and North Carolina, Charlotte and Columbia and LA. So we start with six, prove that it works, and then we scale.
0: Oh, okay, thank you. And um, back to the six cities, is there some, any certain like requirement or time you have to live there? Like Great I don't know, if somebody can just get an apartment real quick and- uh...
1: That's a good question. Uh, so I guess it's, the simplification of it is that when you come back to me as an actual homeowner, or you come to me as a renter, When you apply for a home loan, your address, where you currently live at the time of application, has to be one of those six cities. Okay. So that might be your pay stub might have to reflect the address, tax return, your driver's license, a bank statement. There there has to be some verification that you live in those six cities. Okay. So, you know, if somebody, again, uh, was signing their lease today, you know, right now to live in Atlanta, just so happens that they come, they hear this tomorrow and they can prove that they live there, in those six markets, they will qualify.
0: Oh, okay, awesome. And so this program, is there any sort of like uh, rate hike or anything like that? Because, you know, sometimes there are programs where it's like, it's down payment assistance, but you're, pay, you're pretty much paying for the down payment assistance over the course of like five or five years. Is there any kind of like rate differentiate? That's
1: a great question. Yeah, look, you already know that what the markets had today on rates today than it was six months ago. Yes. Our people can't stomach any more rate hikes. All right, it's already high enough most people, and so no, it's actually a par price rate, and so uh, there is nothing added in to the interest rate.
0: Okay, thank you. And um, what about um, PMI? Is there, is there a PMI with this with this loan? Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. Uh, any any loan by and large, where there's a lack of a twenty percent down payment, there's a PMI required. But we are uh, working with one national mortgage insurance company right now. Uh, That's going to provide us with reduced PMI compared to your conventional uh, Fannie Mae loans.
0: Okay, and so can can you? Is there any restriction on like how quick so you can like refinance the loan? So like you know. Great question.
1: Yeah, uh, good question. So there is no restrictions. You know, sometimes you might some some borrower might buy a property and use a program that requires you live there for a period of time. This is the same lending requirements as any other loan program. And so there's no add-ons. So somebody buys a property today, and equity goes up, or they have a job relocation required. Um, you know, it's the same standard time frame as any other home loan.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, and what's the just two, so two questions? What's the typical turn time on like this loan? Is it is it different than the, any other any other loans at your your company?
1: Great question. So this program works like every other home loan, which means that right now this year. Uh, Legacy home loans average close time is about 27 days. All right, and the goal is to get us down to 21 days, and so that loan program will fit in the same time frame as anybody else.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. And so, um, are you able to to stack this um, with any other like like grants? There's some programs you can like stack multiple grants on on top of each other.
1: That's a great question. Uh, no, this is this this loan program stands by itself, Dave. Oh, okay. And so so this is a program that requires you to have a 1% down payment. Uh, We've seen this before Dave. by the way. Uh, If you go back and look at the the housing bubble of 2008, uh, from our vantage point, if you can help a borrower just get in the game and puts at least a 1% down payment down, the likelihood of that property going into foreclosure diminishes by a lot, right? Somebody who walks in with nothing, if something happens, they can walk away from it a whole lot faster. And so going back to, 2008 man you know 50 percent of the black community lost its wealth we lost half of our wealth in the housing bubble and we were 70 percent more likely to go into a foreclosure and a big reason for that was there was these ninja loans that required no money down that required nothing so if you didn't put anything into it um, you don't stay close to it and so legacy home loans is committed dave to building wealth we can sustain and so a mortgage by itself making you a homeowner That's not the goal. Goal is helping you be build wealth through home ownership. Okay. And to do that requires you to sustain the asset long enough to be able to build equity and build wealth.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you. And then um for for the folks that are going to go to ask. So how um I know you talked about a little bit the um I forget the the, the term, the special program. Yeah, Um,
1: the special purpose. Credit
0: program, special purpose credit program, and so for folks that are asked, like, how is this not like uh, housing that how is it legal or or how does this not violate equal opportunity housing? I I think you kind of addressed at the beginning, but because it's basically that you're allowed to target a group that's been kind of like um, financially um, underutilized or kind of misrepresented in the past. Is that
1: that is correct? Yes. So uh, to give you some more context. Uh, why the SPC program was built in there, if you go back to the 1960s, and we were looking to create regulatory policy to, to, to help uh, the, uh, the the racial injustices in this country, initially, LBJ was looking at uh, ways to create affirmative action in the 60s, okay? and So this kind of SPC program kind of came under that. And so the question becomes, can you prove historically that there has been a class of people that have historically been boxed out of building wealth. And if anybody knows anything about their history, uh, we know that the black community historically speaking for centuries have been through policy and through market practices boxed out. And so the question becomes, you know, is there somebody who cares enough to stand on an island and say, this is a problem we're gonna solve and we're gonna use every single tool possible to solve that problem. And that's our commitment to our community.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, thank you. And so about uh, folks that, that don't I think I've done an episode on this, just the history of redlining, like there were literally like maps with red lines. And that, that's where like, the term came from, where, um, where you know people of certain color were and they weren't, and just banks wouldn't lend them. It's like, hey, I don't care what your status is, I don't care what money you make, I don't care how financially responsible you are, if you're in this area, you can't get any money from us. And so, yeah, like I said, a lot of folks just built wealth um, just because, you know, people like us just were not allowed to live by land. Just because of the way, just because of the way you you look, Dave. Okay. Uh, I'm not
1: sure if we have time, but could you give me two minutes? So I can give people quick context on this. All
0: right, I got all the all the time, all the time you need. I'm, <laughs> Let, me I'm, uh, yeah.
1: Let me get ready, brother. All right. <laughs> um, if if you just if you just look at um, home ownership by itself and, and land ownership, okay. Let's people say let's not even talk about slavery. Okay, fine. Okay, you gotta you got to go back and look at five points. I will look at. Uh, you look at 1862, the Homestead Act. Okay America gave away 20 million acres of free land to white families to encourage them to go west. At the same time in the same year Dave there was a there was a law called Special Order 15 right after uh, the civil rights Pass moved where African Americans were denied now they gave 20 million to white families they denied 400,000 acres to black families to give them some kind of opportunity after slavery President Johnson called it unfair to the white community it's truly happened let's fast forward some more not only did they get free land but the federal farmland act afterwards gave those white farmers low interest rate capital to go to school to learn about how to cultivate their land they gave them free interest rate loans to create uh, capital to harvest their land and to build their wealth in the same year there was a law that congress passed called the freedmen's act okay the freedmen's act was 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 the first law of its kind that created a bank for black people to tell them we won't give you anything, Dave, but we'll give you a bank where you can save and learn how to be responsible. And within nine years of black community, Dave, within nine years in today's dollars, uh-huh. saved $1.5 billion. Okay, wow. Okay. But what happened with that? What happened with that land? That, that that actual bank was mismanaged and they allowed the Cook brothers to actually invest in risky investments during the panic of 1863. They lost that wealth. It was all gone. Then you fast forward, you look at the New Deal 34. Now, to your point, there was no deal for Black Americans through deed restrictions and through redlining. Well, literally, FHA in the 1950s, if you were a developer, they'll say you and me wanted to build uh, a community. And you said, I want to build in this community. And they have an appraiser go out there and say, you know what, you're too close to Black people. They would deny the subdivision financing for the actual loan. Let's go forward Dave, even more. So look at 1944, the GI Bill passes, and our brave white soldiers come back to free education and no money down home loans. If you look at Mississippi, between 1944 and 1952, Dave, there were 3,500 home loans that were given, VA loans insured. only two went to black war heroes. Oh, wow. look, at New, look at New York and New Jersey, Dave. During that same time frame, they gave almost 70,000 home loans insured. Only 89 went to black Brave heroes. You fast forward some more, you look at the housing bubble. You look at people who have equal. Let's say you, Dave, were, you know, uh, you were were my white brother and I was, you know, who I am today. I'm a black man, right? 2008, you and I have the same credit score, the same income, the same money in the bank, but you get a loan that's favorable with a rate that's competitive on a 30 year fixed loan. And you know what I get as my reward for being responsible? I get a subprime loan.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I get a uh, I get a I get a one year on with a prepaid that triples up my payment, which is why today, if you fast forward today, which is why the average white family has almost two hundred thousand dollars in wealth, and the black family twenty four thousand yeah, dollars.
0: These you, you are you problems that have have, lo- oh, So you know, get that subprime loan if you, if you're lucky too, probably. <laughs> if you're lucky, right? I mean,
1: but just think about that for a second. Like right? these were loans that were called ghetto loans. They this was an actual term. And so you being in the business for a long uh, as you've been in, uh, the, the the data is clear on this, the context is clear on this. Uh, but I think the challenge is that if you if we're being honest, having a conversation together, uh, one of the challenges that we've had was after 68 passing, we moved into a, a color blind society. Okay, we moved into a, you know a multicultural society that basically diluted resources for people who needed them the most. And Legacy Home Loans is doing our part, doing all that we can do to help solve that problem. That's why these programs are made for the Black community.
0: Okay, wow, awesome. that was so good. I almost want to end right there because I'm like, wow, okay, that that was that was a little history lesson. I, I appreciate that. Um, no, of course, brother. It's my yeah, pleasure. Thank you. So I, I so I have I have two more two more questions. Or maybe maybe more. We'll we'll see.
1: Sure, um, I mean, brother. Hey, you said we here, right? Uh,
0: yeah. I'm here, man. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, so, are are there any like re- reserve requirements as far as the the uh the loan? Like, do you need to have? If, both of know know where the reserves are, just basically monthly payments that don't actually go towards like the the purchase of the of the property.
1: That's another great question. So the so the the answer to the program is no. If you have if you get an approval with your one percent down payment, we're good to go. There's okay. no but 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 I do think there's a conversation to have. And I would tell you the conversation that, that we have a lot with our borrowers, again, legacy home loans mission, Dave, is to build wealth, not just to create homeowners. And so we do have to talk about the responsibility of becoming a homeowner. Look, let's face it, Dave, right now, the majority of Black families today who are buying homes, they're first-time homebuyers. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Any of, many of them, they grew up in homes where they never owned, their families never owned. They don't know that if they have a plumbing issue, that's their obligation. They don't know if they have an issue on landscaping, that's their cost. And so I think a big part of our job is to help create, uh, you know, wealth readiness for them. And so uh, to that point, the program does not require that. But we do have a responsibility to help guide and advise our borrowers to making sound decisions. And so I think I would tell most of them, I mean, I built my business, Dave, when I was in production. I would tell my clients, say, you know what? Let's face it. You're the best. You're you're the person who's doing best in your family. If you run into a financial issue, it's your obligation. Nobody can come help save you. So we got to make sure that you can stomach a downturn. You can can stomach an actual job loss. So to your point, no to the guideline, but the company has a responsibility to still help our clients make sound decisions. And so I think with that, um, it's probably advisable to not go in and have nothing after you buy the property.
0: Okay, thank you. And I'm glad you brought that up because there was a point I um meant to ask about. And so I saw that there's counseling beforehand. Is that like HUD counseling? Do you guys do the counseling or are you HUD approved to do the counseling? Correct. Then yeah. counseling so, like after the question. practice as well?
1: Good question. So there's a two part with that. So not only is there pre-counseling to make sure people are buyer ready, it's actually offered through Fannie Mae.
0: Okay. okay for
1: context. So Fannie Mae has an online class and you go through there, it takes you a couple hours or six modules. And so you start with that, but then after you become a homeowner, there's also a post-closing as well, right? So you have access to resources. We check in with you uh, within Legacy like every single, like every quarter to make sure things are, are still going well. You know, if you are running into some challenges, there's a foreclosure prevention, you know, phone call you can actually make. Okay. And so our job is to stay with that borrower, Dave, end to
0: end, all okay. the way through. Okay, Th- thank you. Um, and so you have said a, you've said a lot about the program you gave a lot about the history of um, discrimination in this country you know why the program serves its purpose folks that well, folks who watch you say all of that but then they'll be like hey there's got to be fine print there's this is a scam why why now like what what do you, what do you say to that crowd that for whatever reason can't like uh, can't believe that just there will be a program with honest people out there that is out to help the community. Like, there's certain folks that just think it's something. There's got to be a scam. There's got to be something in fine print. Like, uh, folks, some somebody's out to get us. What do you What do you say to that? To that crowd? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, one look, there's
1: some people who who whose mind you won't change. That's not my job. Okay, gotcha. But what I can tell you is that we've been here for four years. Okay, before this, we've we've helped over 3,000 families, black families, become homeowners. We provided over 700 million dollars in home loans to our community. With no foreclosures, we've helped create over a hundred million dollars of wealth back to our co- to our community. Legacy's been here, just so just so happens. If you're committed to solving a problem, and if a new resource becomes available, you use it. And this and this and this just became available over the last you know ninety days or so. And so our job was to make sure we can use that ourselves to help solve this problem.
0: Okay, thank th- th- thank you, thank you. Um. And so I'm going to ask, so if you got, if you got to go, let me know. I'm going to ask No, you hey, no,
1: listen, you're in Texas, bro. It's like 840 where you are right now, man. It's 630 in LA. I'm, I'm chilling. It's all good.
0: man. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. So I got a question. Um, how, how does, how does legacy uh, keep their clients? Like, so I got a question from a realtor. Like how do you, how do you keep like realtors in the loop? I guess kind of in general, like how do you make sure you're communicating um, with uh, real estate agents or uh, referral partners?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, a lot of that is we've integrated technology into our uh, loan process. And so, um, one of our proprietary apps is called a Pronto application. It's a Pronto digital app you have on your mobile phone, where uh, once our homeowner, once our agent partner provides us with an actual lead that starts off as pre approval, uh, we actually give them the application as well that gives them milestone updates. Okay. And so, they can see themselves, all the loans they have in their pipeline. They can see the milestones. If it's being pre-approved, we can exchange notes back and forth. But legacy home loans, like, like most companies, have integrated digital technology to help create end-to-end experience when it comes to communication.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Um, I think th- those are questions. If y'all got questions in the on uh, chat or Facebook, feel free to, to drop them. Uh, are you guys offering this program wholesale to other lenders or is it just in South house? So like, I guess, can you, can you work with brokers on this program?
1: That's a great question. Yeah. So, so legacy home loans is now a, we are a retail only lender. So there is no wholesale platform.
0: Okay. Roger that. Um, see, I think that, that, uh, that, ends hey, Dave, my... really quick, man. Is that a sword behind you? Is that a sword? It's, it's, it's actually a saber because I was in the Navy. <laughs> So you know, like, have you ever seen the the folks? You know, they they wear the the white, uh, the all whites, and they got the little the yeah by their side in the navy. That, that's 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 what that is. So okay, um, yeah, I, I I didn't know where to put it. Like, it it was actually in my parents' house for like uh, ten years, and they finally brought it to me here in 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 uh, in Dallas, and so I was just like I don't know to do with. I'll put it in the background or something. This yeah, thing. no,
1: listen, I like it, man. It's a great add on to the piece. I like it.
0: Well, yeah, this is my navy stuff. Like, I don't smoke cigars, but I got these when I was in the navy. I don't own any weapons, but that's like my ammo box from when I was uh, in the Navy with, with that stuff. So, yeah, it's just it's just my uh, it's just Navy trinkets back there. And I just, you know, I just got Biggie in the background. Gotcha. And okay. last thing, too,
1: bro. Uh, how long did you serve? Uh, for five years. Well, thank you, brother. We definitely appreciate
0: it. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, uh, I always say thank you all for help paying from my college. So I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't do it for free. So, but uh, yeah, pre- <laughs> pre- appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man, that that's um that's all. I got, man, if y'all got questions, um, okay, are you are you licensed in Arizona? I don't know if it's easier to say what country, what states you're not licensed well, there, in. Probably. There's four. There's forty-three.
1: So uh, I can send you over. i at the end of this, I'll send okay. you over the map. But to your question, Arizona, yes.
0: Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you're you're good to go in Arizona. Uh, is credit is credit counseling part of the program? but someone's not at six twenty. So I think credit counseling, no matter what credit score you're at, correct?
1: Uh, so that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know that is a good point too. People, they, there are many people, Dave, who actually might have the desire, but not, but not, but not be, but not, not be credit ready. We have partner. Um, that's another thing about Legacy Home Loans. Uh, and I will say that pretty quick. First of that question, uh, we do have um, a credit vendor partner. And so if somebody comes to us today and they're not ready for an actual home loan, there's no rapid way to improve this score quickly, we do have a credit vendor who we actually use, who would actually put you on a path to restoring your credit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All matter right. of fact, that's my brother. Uh, one of our, our major guys is a guy named Will Roundtree, down in okay. Las Vegas. Okay. He has a company called We Management, uh, one of the largest uh, you know credit repair agencies in the country. And so he's one of our preferred vendors that we use.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um. If you, if you guys got any questions, drop them in the box. I'm going to ask my, uh, my final question, uh, right here, unless anybody else pops up. So, um, hypothetical scenario. So if I gave you a million dollars and you had to spend it on real estate or something, real estate adjacent, and you had only a week to do it, what would you, what would you spend it on?
1: Okay. Uh, asking me that question again.
0: So I, I give you a million dollars and you, you have a week to spend it and it has to be on something real estate or real estate adjacent. So like you, doesn't have to be a house you can buy like rates or something creative like what would you what would you uh use it for or you can buy houses you know um
1: yeah, those questions always require larger questions to kind of get more clarity behind my current financial situation <laughs> so i guess i would depend but to answer immediately i would say um if i had a million dollars i would want to buy income okay and so if i have a dollars i i would i would probably um look at a market that um had growing job stability that had a growing population that had a relatively friendly tenant laws and i would buy income property and so i mean think about that a million bucks i mean if you finance that against 30 percent that means you can probably get what three million dollars on the million you can probably borrow two and get and get one i mean you're talking about some markets dave you're talking about buying 40 50 doors okay so I, I'll buy an income property.
0: Okay, Roger, Roger, Roger. Yeah. That. Get, get money, Absolutely. buy income. Um, and so, do our co-borrowers allowed in the programs? Like I'm in um I'm in Atlanta, but somebody else is in in Iowa. Like, can they be on the the loan?
1: That's a great question. Phenomenal question. It's if the primary borrower is in that market, you can have a a co-borrower in a different market to help you credit qualify. Yes, you can.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, so not, we're not, not in Virginia yet. Um, maybe, maybe later. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We do a
1: lot of business in Virginia. It's not that, it's not that program.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let, yeah. 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 For, yeah. For that. yeah. So the program's not in Virginia, but they are in Virginia. Yeah. So I mean,
1: and on the flip side too, I mean, there are several down payment assistance programs. We have access to There might be somebody in Virginia who might qualify for a down payment assistance loan. That still might be the equivalent to 1% or no money down. I think, the, I think the best thing we can do, Dave, is have a, give a call to action. If somebody's interested in becoming a homeowner, they should be talking to legacy homeowners. That'd be, that, that would be that. That be the – we will love that request. They can go to myhomelegacy.com and click apply now. One of our licensed uh, loan officers could help guide you on your options. Okay. So even if you're not in those markets, I don't want anybody to disqualify themselves from building wealth.
0: Excellent point. And so um, yeah, all that information will be in the description of wherever you're listening on the podcast or YouTube, you're able to go down there and get in touch with the good folks uh over at Legacy Home Loans. And so um, so yeah, you kind of touched on, I was gonna ask where can we contact you just go to legacyhomeloans.com or
1: you know what, Dave, uh I, I, I think it's because of you, man. I'm gonna tell you this really, really quick all right uh so this morning we've been this is we've been really blessed and god's been great to us and i'm very thankful for it you know this morning we had 785 followers on instagram okay. that's what we got right uh you know that right now uh we have uh i think it's like last i checked it was like 14,000.
0: oh wow
1: hey <laughs> today Today, <laughs> so 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 uh, I would tell most people, man. um I would tell most people just to follow us on LegacyHomeLoans.com on Instagram.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Today it's fifteen thousand eight hundred followers right now.
0: well wow, that's which, that's
1: which, which, is, which is crazy, man. But but you know what's uh cool about that too uh is um we've been working for three to four years doing just the work, uh-huh. and uh, you know you asked about founding an actual company, brother. This is you know, 80% of our home loans, of our loans actually go to our community. That is okay. unprecedented. I mean, to give you context, the average bank today, mortgage bank, you know, 6% of their home loans go to the black community. We're at 80%. And so most people think this can't, this work can't be done. And so the idea we've done it to scale now within three and a half years, and now people are recognizing that we're here, man, it's
0: it's been a game changer. So we're excited. Okay, thank you. Just some... some few questions trickling in and so yeah. like we say cities for instance like Atlanta, is it it's atlanta city limits is there like
1: uh a- yeah that's a good question so what's going to happen is so this this product just to give you context actually rolls out we could begin taking an application on this after uh, as of october 17th okay. okay and so what happened is that we're going to have a lot of activation events across the country um like in those markets but there'll be an actual website people can actually go to put in their address and they would just pop up and say if it, if you qualify in those census track areas.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Um, so um, I think that, that covered the vast majority of the questions. So um, yeah, like I said, really, really appreciate um, your time, uh, a wealth of knowledge. There's some stuff I didn't even, like, I think uh, if you guys are just tuning in, I think the most amazing part to me was that you just have to live in like, let's say Atlanta, for example, you can purchase anywhere. Um, that they're licensed in the license 43 state, so that's that's something I did not even realize from even reading like the the articles and the press release but so I think it's kind of kind of crazy like no income limits anywhere so that um that eliminates a lot of excuses you guys be having about you know why why isn't this or that or you know all that so uh um, a lot of your excuses are out the window. You may have to move to one of these. <laughs> real quick. But uh, I don't know, small, small sacrifice, I think. Um, it
1: is. But, and then Dave too, I would just say too, this is a part of uh, my partner Ben's vision. Okay. Ben remembers growing up when there were strong, robust black communities. And, 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 and we've seen our communities kind of, kind of get breaking up and white flight just, and justification. So the, so the idea that we tell our borrowers, look, we will love for you if you want to live in that city and keep the fabric of that community the same, by all means. But our goal is for you and your family to become homeowners wherever you want to live. And okay. so we know that people are relocated. We know that people are now working virtually. And so you want to be able to have a loan program that follows them to the goal of homeownership. Okay. And so I think that's a really big key to your point.
0: Okay. 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 Awesome. And so um I pre- appreciate it. That is uh I'm horribly wrapping up these interviews. <laughs> that, that, that's that's uh I think that is it. Um rumor has it, they're not making any more land. <laughs> get you some real estate, man. So I uh, appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, that. man. I appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you, Dave. All right, thank you.